There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, a bit of a Manchester flavour. First with uh, Troy Hawk from the Greeters Guild, who was up yeah. at Manchester City's training ground. He went viral as he greeted the Manchester City players for the first day out training with uh, hilarious results. It was very funny. Um, he talked to us. He took us behind the scenes there. Yeah. Amazing story uh, that you've probably never heard before about a women's team in the, in the years that... Uh, women's football was outlawed in this country in the 50s and 60s and um, early 70s. And we spoke to a player who'd played for this team, uh, Manchester Con- Corinthians, and a quite amazing story. Amazing story, really And uh, um, we told you about that. Um, Al Murray joined us. The pub landlord was on good form. Uh, we had a bit of a chat, Charlie. We the did, listeners got involved. That's Lovely. pretty much it. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you, Paul. I was listening to your show yesterday. It's very good. Were you really? I was Very good. good show. Yeah. Um, I had to go to Halfords to buy some oil. Oh, yeah. Uh, some car washing stuff. Car Just washing basically stuff. Basically give the car a good fettle before you, you we, we drive into Cornwall. So, yeah. you know, you need to make oil, sure your car is ready. Oil and water. You did all that. Check did the tyre pressures. Felt like a proper man, Paul. I had to get two new tyres last week. It feels oh. like dead money, doesn't it? <laughs> Well, just not feels really. Like, I mean, it isn't. It is new shoes. Important. Isn't it? New shoes for your car. I suppose it is new Most shoes for your car, bit, but it's they're, they're never cheap, are they? What'd you get, Pirellis? Um, man like you. Well, I, I, Bridgestones. Keeping very loyal to the Champions League sponsors, I went down the Hancock Did route. You? Yeah. I went, swipe me, 150 quid each. <laughs> You're having a laugh. I was about to go, how long did it take? Who owns this yeah. garage? Bring the man out now. <laughs> Hello, Hancock. Sid James, I might have known. What a scam, 150 quid for a bit of rubber. Hancocks, are they good? Yeah. I've never, never actually well, seen they... them in the real life. I thought they might have been a front. <laughs> My, uh, John the Tyres, he may be listening this afternoon, oh, yeah. he's a lovely guy, and uh, he said, they used to be a budget tyre, but he says, Matt, but now they sponsor the Champions League because so they've gone up a bit. Gone, oh. <laughs> Someone's got to pay for it. But anyway, uh, yeah. that's yeah, yeah, by the by. Anyway, I was listening to you, um, and <clears> you you started the show and you you, you pitched a cool subject, which was, which was I think, um, you would, it was very funny, it was of cigarette brands. Oh, no, it was Andy. Andy, Andy yeah. talked about um, Royal Union Gulwars. He said, I don't smoke anything else. He said, I used to smoke those until I took up with Chen nice super kings <laughs> lovely two sporting franchises from football and cricket and then the listeners came yeah, up well, with some of said, their own you said that's a good call cool subject let's do that and Andy went is it? <laughs> is, that, is that a call cool subject? he was in that is kind it? of and mood I, and yesterday I was thinking 
That's a really good one. That's exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, that's better than anything I've ever come up. I mean, not as good as have you ever shouted at a bin? Oh yeah, that you was know, that very was a good. good one. But I did have a re- I did have a story of someone shouting at a bin, didn't I? Exactly. I mean, you know, that was that was a Best rich one I've ever that done. was a rich scene. Exactly. And he was in one of those moods yesterday where he didn't want Brozier to go to West Ham on anything but loan. Okay. And he only wanted it as leverage to get Declan Rice cheap next year. Yeah. Okay. He was in a bad mood yesterday. Okay, he wasn't right. really in a bad. But I, I can you know I've known him long enough to know his moods. And that was that basically that was. Uh, that was vexing him yesterday, yeah. which yeah. is why he completely trashed the Commonwealth Games, that cool subject, and quite a few other things yesterday. But in a fairly good-humoured way. Uh, but you know, but I could tell he was, he was, um, yeah, he was, he was worried there about. To- uh, che- Once Chelsea sign a couple of players, he'll be fine. The other thing I bought yesterday, Paul, is I went mm. in there, and next to our Halfords, there's a BM bargains. Is it BM bargains? Oh, BM yeah. home. BM home from the Pavilion End. <laughs> BM bargains. <laughs> We had another one just now, didn't we? What was it? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Don't you often can't say stuff you say on no, air, that's off true. air, on air, Paul. No, we so can't, can I don't we? like to remember it. No. Uh, I bought a swing ball, Paul, and I think it, oh, for yeah. my daughter, mm. I think it's probably the fifth swing ball I bought in my life. How many? You've, you've had kids, Paul. You've oh, yeah, had, we've you've had, had I think we only How many had, swing balls did you have? I think we had two. Did you? Do you think, do you think they're like... I think everyone has at least two. Yeah. Because... <laughs> You always go for them, don't you? Go for them and for them and for them. By default, yeah, yeah. yeah but so, but swing ball, and I'm, I'm, it's a great game, Paul. Swing ball. You enjoy it, and I think they should do the world championships. Why is there no world championships? Do, do you get the how old's your daughter? Six. So do you get the full work? I mean, you just she. Sort of, I mean, she hated it. You just dolly it back, and she. But when you like your lad uh, Stanley, yeah, 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 he'll yeah. come out sort of a yeah, big whack. lump, fifteen, and then start. Do you know when the kids get older and they play swing ball? It's like a weapon, isn't it? <laughs> it's like a bolus. It's like trying to take your just eye knocking out. Knocking it around. It becomes a different game, yeah. isn't it? I yeah. love it. I absolutely At love six, it. you're going. I can't do it, Dad. I can't do it. But at fifteen, it's like whack, yeah, whack, whack, yeah, whack. Yeah, 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 unbelievable. There, unbelievable. Is, there was a. You it's been too what? hot for school, by the way, apparently, the last two years. Oh, OK, fair <laughs> it's enough. It's too hot, Dad. It's too yeah. hot. No one's going. No one's going. No. <laughs> That's the thing. You, no one's going. You didn't ask school. me if there'd been a World Championship, and I looked it up, and it seems that the World Championship of Swing Ball stopped in 2014. I don't know yeah, what happened what at shame. that particular event. Maybe someone got whacked in the head, one of the judges, with a ball. Yeah, maybe. That's what it is. But it is good. I mean, They've changed the ball from a tennis ball to a rubber ball now, Paul. I don't know if that's going to last longer or not. No, the tennis ball was, uh, was, was good, I thought. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, also, we've got... What's the dog make of it? Does the dog, the dog go dog, after dog, the ball? Don't go and too hot, Paul. He's not allowed outside. No, no, it's true. Dogs, not, sensible, look after your dogs. In sensible this, in advice. This. Don't walk your dogs in this weather, honestly. Maybe early in the morning, late at night, but don't walk your dogs. We'll set some stuff up. Yes, now do that for Sorry. the listeners. It's Just right, general, no, it's fine. General we'll, radio. Devon we'll squeeze a couple in now. Some people have been unkindly saying, as uh, he does Maverick-like uh, flyarounds with the RAF and as parties at Checkers, <laughs> that, that our prime minister is effectively winding down, yeah. and I'm, that, that isn't the case. He's very much at the front. He's not at the Cobra meeting today, but you know, don't worry about that. Other people can do that. He's wearing but, his own clothes and bringing in games. Yeah, he basically is. So we're interested today, using that as a spring ball, but I'm sure it isn't the case. But were it the case, when you knew you were leaving a job, how did you kind of, how did you sort of check out? And what went on in that checkout yeah. period? Maybe ultimately they said, look, you're wasting your time and our time, so why don't you just go now? Um, that's what gardening leaf yeah, is for, gardening, isn't it? Basically. This is the other thing. Yeah. Andy has always dreamt of gardening has leaf. He? And there's been a few times on air, or certainly off air when the red <laughs> lights come on, he's almost got it. He's come very close to a suspension period. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, that, what happened in that little period when you knew you were going and you kind of checked out? So let us know about that. Talksport.com forward slash Agent J. You can text to 81089 or you can tweet to uh, TS uh, Agent J. 
And um, we're going to do old faces. Oh yeah, we? this was um, John Joe Shelby talking about uh, wanting to stay at uh, Newcastle. He's having a bit of fun about himself. Um, he said, I'm not getting any younger. I'm 30 and I look about 40. <laughs> well, I don't think you're being a bit hard on yourself, John. He doesn't look he doesn't look 40. But, but he's the bold man, isn't he? And what yeah. bold men have the the, mm. uh, the the benefit of it is that yeah. he will always look like that. Yeah. He will just always, he will never get but any got, older. I think he's he got a very like young that. face. I don't think he's got particularly old. I had a friend back in the day. Show off. Who, Watty, maybe, maybe okay. listening today, wasn't the biggest of football fans. Um, but Watty had a very old face. And uh, in the days before they did one ID, I will be honest, we may have popped in around 17 and had half a shandy. But if you sent Watty in, there was there was no danger of the bomb saying, you're not 18. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you send Watty in, they'd, they'd, they'd think he won half a mile. <laughs> he's going to sit at the bar and do the cross, get his, get his racing post out. But he had an old face. But yeah. as he got older, Watty, you're right, he grew into that face and he never seemed to age. Every, so, everyone, everyone remembers the person at school, don't they? Yeah. Who was shaving when they were twelve? You know, Alex Basilevich was at my school. That was the one, was That's it? Really? Was. I mean, I think he got had that Gillette a, contract. A Russian father, I think he had, and he was a big lad. Is it right? Okay. He was a big lad, and yeah. and yeah, he was just there. Well, have you got a bit of an old face? There, it's come to this. Charlie has dragged me down to his level. <laughs> and uh, what scrapes has it got you in, or not? I mean, what are the advantages or disadvantages having an old face? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, a very funny viral video emerged the other day from Manchester City's uh, training ground. The fine work of uh, the Greeters Guild's very own Troy Hawk. You've mm. seen him outside many high street uh, yeah. chains. He came on the other week. Didn't he did. He's he just put, been he outside the Smiths. That's right. Yeah, um, and uh, he's been a man in demand. He's, he's been gone doing, global. He's been doing showbiz uh, events yeah. and no Manchester City's anymore. yeah Manchester City social team called on his services to greet the Manchester City players as they went in. It seems one or I think one or two uh, had seen him before. A couple hadn't, I think it's fair to say. I think you're going to hear from uh, Jack, Grealish Jack Grealish here. Erling Haaland looked a bit perplexed. <laughs> had not made its way to Dortmund yet, the Greeters Guild. And uh, Pep, although Pep joined in in his own way. Um, let's give you a flavour of what went on. Welcome to training camp. You have a fabulously symmetrical face. I have what? A fabulously symmetrical face. Cheers. You're very welcome. You have clear eyes and fabulous skin. You're clearly a master of hydration. Welcome to training camp, sirs. Any doubts? Just ask yourself, what would Jan Mulby do? You're a tremendous Nordic meat shield. Have at it. If I may be so bold, you have the poise of an apex predator, but the eyes of a kindly woodland creature. It's a devastating combination. Don't be like this. Let the world see all of your bouquet of gifts at once. Sir, if I may be so bold, I have a question. Yeah. Who's more the pep talker? The pep talker or the pep talker who gives pep a pep talk? Pep, pep talker. Shoulders back, smash it. Pep, pep talker. I'd like Nordic that, meat Nordic shield. Meat I'd like to think amazing, we'll be on we'll be on the back of his shirt when yeah. he starts the season. Erling Haaland. Yeah, joining us now, the man that brings Troy Hawk to life, the Greeters Guild's very own Milo McCabe. Hi, Milo. Hey, Milo. Hey, it's actually tremendous Nordic meat shield. Oh, oh tremendous okay, yes. Nordic meat shield. Yes. I don't know how much that would cost on the shirt. Is the thing they might they might run out of yeah. <laughs> But they yeah look they also uh, Calvin Phillips was the the one you, you were chatting to as well there. He's his uh, first they, day, Paul. His king, first day at king school. King of hydration. He's got, he's got yeah. Milo winding him up on the way in. <laughs> This, this this is it because like when he came in obviously it's his first day so he's none the wiser as to whether i'm a permanent fixture at man city <laughs> and i'm just part of the furniture and this is how it's gonna be this is, so di he this is different to leeds <laughs> yeah. 
he was he was super nice. He he shook my hand and uh, and and all of that and, and uh, yeah, like the, the the whole thing sort of it happens in about twenty five minutes. Um, yeah. I've got a friend who we used to work together, and he goes, I can't believe this has happened, but we've got clearance for you to do this and it's our one chance to do it. Would you like to come and do it? And I was like, yeah, of course I would. Absolutely. Um, but like, like I've got to, I've got to be honest, I'm not a football fan. Mm. Um, and I didn't really recognize anyone. And the guy said, <laughs> do you want some info on them before you come? And I said, no, I said, just show me a picture. Just show me the pictures. Like I don't even want to know names or anything. <laughs> um, so I, I went in as blind. I mean, I recognized Grealish and Pep. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it really. Um, the fact that I said, what would Jan Mulby do to Kevin De Bruyne? Um, I didn't even know they were in the same position. So that was just that. Uh, <laughs> wow, well, yeah. That was course. a callback to uh, something you'd said pre. Where was that outside? The Jan Mulby, well, first Jan Mulby. It's, it's a callback to the origin story of the Greeters Guild. Mm. Uh, so basically, Jan Mulby, when he was a midfielder for Liverpool, embodied the selflessness and ethos of service <laughs> that the Greeters Guild wears as an emblem. Uh, he never left the centre circle, and uh, and and that's very much the way the Greeters Guild want to proceed going forward. Yeah, lovely. as a, as a completist, as a Greeters Guild completist, mm. which I am, I yeah. was very pleased. To, I'm pleased to see some low level catchphrases starting yeah. starting to happen. Shoulders back feels it feels exactly. like it, it feels like it's a mug and a t shirt. Oh, it feels a book, the merchandising a whole spin-off. book, you know, yeah. all sorts of t shirts. Exactly. Yeah, uh, you know, smoking oh. jacket. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, on the back. Bring back the sm- <laughs> not since Cyril Fletcher as the smoking jacket on that's life. About a thousand years ago, look him up. Ask your dad, Mike. How, yeah. how how good was that lad's Basil Rathbone reference? Yes, that know, was fantastic. Yeah. He's one of the coaching staff, wasn't it? Who gave us the Basil Rathbone? Yes. I mean, it certainly yeah. wasn't. It certainly wasn't Erling Haaland with the Basil Rathbone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was lovely. It was his first day. It was his first day as well. Brilliant. And uh, I think someone on Twitter like captioned the sort of look mm. he gave afterwards and said something like, "The look you give when you." think you're going to get called a tremendous Nordic meat shield every day at training. <laughs> so, um, I mean, sorry. It, it, you've done, you do stand-up, obviously, you've got your Edinburgh show coming up, which is called, what's it called yes. again? So tell us what it's called. It's called, uh, it's called Sigmund <clears throat> Troyd, oh, and yes. it's Tr- Troy Hawk's explanation of the world of uh, psychotherapy. Exactly. Mm. So you do that, and, yeah. you, and I know you've stepped into the boxing ring a couple of times, yes, and, yes. Uh, and you do this. Which do you feel more nervous about before you step in to do them? <clears throat> oh, uh, if you're throwing boxing in there, I mean, it's not even a competition. I mean, boxing was an insane adrenaline dump, like nothing I've ever, ever experienced in my entire life. Um, so 100,000% boxing. Uh, but the high afterwards, uh, even though I got absolutely plastered, uh, knocked out, sparked, completely out in the second round after windmilling for five minutes <laughs> i was still high as a kite afterwards that was incredible i'd well, love to do that again what i've really loved about watching the kind of character we, we spoke a few weeks ago and even in that time when and you popped in and saw us he's got bigger and bigger and there's been more interest but <clears throat> i love it when the people on the ground the staff on the ground see you as a bit of a threat i mean that one of them is said <laughs> no we don't want that we don't want we've had complaints oh. about your greeting but then oh, the dude. pr machine kicks in and they said oh yeah. come back troy yeah. we love you we're so sorry that 100%. happened. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but but that nearly happened in the Manchester City uh, video. Do you know the guy that comes in and I say I tell him he have, he has a calm air of grizzled authority. Yes. <laughs> so he's the security, and he was the one dude that they hadn't cleared it with. Oh, right. <laughs> 
this guy that was literally, as I'm telling him, he's got a calm air of grizzled authority. Yeah. He's kind of like assessing me as a threat and putting himself as a human shield between the players <laughs> and stuff. There's so much going on in his eyes at the same time. Mm. It was crazy. But yeah, the PR departments, they do. They, they come back like, I think Waitrose have sent me something. Wow. Uh, it's been sent to my agent's office. I've got no idea what it is, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but I'm trying to get them to apologize to Jan Mulby. And I think they think I'm going to give up on it. I think they think I'm going to stop hashtag justice for Jan. I think they think I'm going to get bored of it. Um, I'm not. It's never going to end until I, they apologize. I can see, I can see you uh, getting Jan Mulby uh, a smoking jacket and, mm. and maybe having him outside Liverpool's well, from him him training ground. Or... Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, his, uh, his, his daughter actually has a label, uh, fashion label called Mulby. So I think if I'm lucky, I'm going to have a Mulby branded smoking jacket, which yeah. is just the best wow. of both worlds. Yes, I'm looking back, I'm watching the video now, Milo, and yeah. they're all they're all having a laugh. They're enjoying it. But there is yeah. the nicest thing is, as you say, it's Calvin Phillips' first day and you're there. For all he knows... Yeah. That must you could be officially there every exactly, day. Every day. You exactly. could be there. Yeah. The others know that you're not. <laughs> Where's but... that bloke? We had donuts the first day, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Where's yeah. the guy in the smoking jacket? That's, I, I'm, <laughs> I miss him. That's a lovely it's good. It's good the club did it. It's a nice it's a nice touch. So uh, Where yeah. next? Where next, Milo? Where next? Are we doing the, the Emmys? I, I, I cannot tell you, but oh. there are destinations marked in the calendar mm. there are plans there are things afoot but that's about all i can say oh, marvelous yeah. marvelous <laughs> hope you're getting paid son yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hope you'll be at every court you'll be at every corporate between now and christmas i would yeah. i can imagine <clears throat> I, how, oh, how would I have you, no idea how would you feel milo if uh if when you do your edinburgh show um, yeah. and you're touring that uh, there's somebody greeting uh, people at the door as oh, they come yes. in I mean I mean if, if, if Troy getting greeted by a Troy yeah. that would be that would be something a tribute act if, yeah. if, 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 if there were a, 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 an accomplished I'd have to say an accomplished tribute act um, I'd have to say someone had put a bit of graft in do you know what I mean yeah. got a thesaurus out like got the right threads on that 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 would be that would be a prime moment um yeah i'm but sure you've got a franchise sure. you have to franchise it is the thing you have to well, franchise well, it set up the it, training camp franchise it set are, it like do you remember are. tape face tape face that he, yeah. he started or blue man group started sending around other blue man groups you know so so it becomes a proper got, guild so it becomes a proper guild and you and you own it there should be a tie and cufflinks with the greeters guild on you need a coat have you got Don't a coat of arms yet Stop giving away all my future plans. <laughs> I apologise. It's like you've been reading my notebook. <laughs> Tie and cufflink set, beautiful box set for yeah. Christmas. That would be smoking jacket. That would be that would be nice. Yeah. When you start seeing people uh, on stag do's, and which I mean, oh, yeah. I'm looking at the part of the world you're going to be travelling in, touring Stockton, Leeds, Liverpool, Manchester, Hull. When you start getting uh, bunches all of people best, coming right? in. In in the in the smoking jacket outfits, and you see stag dudes patrolling the cities of the UK dressed as uh, Troy. Then that's why I think you know you've arrived. I think yeah, that 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 would that would be the moment. I think. Although I got a retweet off Tony Bellew. Uh, oh yes, yesterday. Oh, yes. And and that was kind of a benchmark for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, that was pretty special because yeah. I, I I read his book. 
as I was training for the fight, I got knocked out in actually. I read his book and uh, it was really motivating and it's a terrific book and it's brilliant because he's so honest and he's just the best autobiographies are the ones where people kind of completely open themselves up. That That's what makes it the most interesting. His was brilliant. So I recommend that hard. Yeah. Well, it's you've created a lovely character. You've created a monster, but it's, it's, it sounds like it's a lucrative one. We wish you well <laughs> with with the oh, tour. Thank you. Uh, Always a pleasure. People go and check out uh, it's Sigmund, at, Sigmund Troyd in yeah, Edinburgh at Milo Comedy on Twitter. Troy Hawk and all the dates are there around the country. Thanks, Milo. Cheers, Take Milo. care. Beautiful. Have a good one. There we are, Milo McCabe. There, the uh, head of the Greeters Guild, president of the Greeters Guild. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, well, the owner. The owner, yeah, the I mean, CEO. He's going to be everything, isn't But well it, done so. to City. Lovely touch. It would have been good if you told head of security, social. <laughs> but beyond that, fair play to you. Lovely touch. Well done. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mark Wood has brought a book out. He's bringing out a book in September. Hopefully we'll get him on for a chat about Lovely, it. Yeah. But uh, when you're called Mark Wood, uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a guess. What's he calling it? Mm. It used to be back in the day, it used to be they always things like making my mark. Yeah, yeah, it sure. would be Mark um, Wood's autobiography. for you. I can't. I was about to say what oh, I no, thought, Paul. Don't and say I, that, and My mind went in the gutter, and I left okay. the building. I didn't. I re- reversed out of what I was going to say. Without saying what you were going to say, I mean, uh, he has worked with his surname as opposed to his first name. <laughs> you, that's all you've got, isn't it? You've just o- got off the mark. You've just got no, off not the off the mark. No, no, that's not what you wanted to say, was it? <laughs> um, he's gone with the wood life. Just the wood life, yeah, full of fun. You could sing at the launch, too. Seems to be the idea. Well, it does sound a bit like wood, wood lice, life, doesn't it? Yeah, the wood wood life. Wood lice. The no, good no, wi- the wood- or the good wife. Oh, okay. Is it, is it the, the good life, the good wife. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, wood life. it's coming out on September the 15th. I'm full of some fine stories, I'm sure. Uh, you've been getting in touch this afternoon. Some people have been run, rather unkindly saying that uh, our Prime Minister has slightly checked out parties at Chequers, mm. Maverick-style flights in uh, RAF jets. Not really front line, is it? Not really front. <laughs> not, not, when, not when there's a cost of living crisis and the, and it's 40, 40 degrees I think uh, in, the, in, in the UK. In football vernacular, and he's not at the Cobra meeting today, <laughs> but he's on the beach. He's on the beach. That's not fair. I don't believe any of that, but that's sure. what some people rather unkindly been saying about him. So we were asking you today what, what you did, really, when you were slightly winding down before you started down, a yeah. new job. Um, anonymous postman in Cornwall. I used to work in the motor trade as a car salesman. On my last day in one job, I swapped all the tags on the car keys in the key cabinet. So they made absolutely no correlation to the numbers inside the car windscreens. Your dad was in the car trade. He's He's been fuming, My dad would have a cabinet. A, yeah, cab- a, a cabinet of keys. That's right, yeah. And it, you, you were not to touch the cabinet of keys. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> nowhere. Harry Indiana Potter Jones. and the cabinet of keys. <laughs> we, we both had the same yeah. thought. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if Harry Potter and Indiana Jones had rival uh, car lots lovely, just down the road. Next door to each both other. Both with their cabinets of keys, and that's the kind of prank they play on each both other. Both on the forecourt. This yeah. one... One wizard owner. One bloke with a yeah. One bloke with a ball whip. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, buy it or uh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Not a great idea, is it? We've had better ideas. <laughs> they have. Don't, you're not allowed to talk about them, though. Uh, we got anything else? Um, oh, oh yes. Uh, um, what on the text? Well, I don't mind, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When leaving my when leaving my job in New Delhi, I spent the last few weeks pranking people. This sounds guy sounds like a right laugh. 
Yeah. Kev Burgess. Oh, Kev, yes, he's a, a regular. He's been, he came in one Christmas Eve to see Crocodile him, so. lips on jacket sleeves. What's that, Paul? Yeah, was it, are you singing These Are A Few Of My Favourite <laughs> Things? You're Julie Andrews all of a sudden. That's it. Crocodile clips on jacket sleeves. Yes. Um, the crowning glory was when I put stickers under a friend's mouse to stop it working. Oh, wow. I can see why they got rid of you, Kev, yeah. if I'm honest. Um, Serena Viegman, Paul. Oh, yeah. She uh, says when you're playing football, mm-hmm. you should be an exclamation mark not a question mark. Okay. And I think that's, I think that's a good way to, to like, sh- between two players, to, like, yeah. you should go, who, who's the biggest question mark you've ever seen on the, like, oh, yeah. not quite sure what I'm going to do with it next. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's been, Tottenham have had a few question marks. <laughs> question marks yeah. over why they signed them in the first place and then question marks when they play. We can all think of one. Yeah. And you think, a question mark player. Yeah, but be an exclamation mark. That's good though, isn't it? It's isn't like it? rounding of the shoulders. Not somebody. <laughs> that's not right. Is that wouldn't be? That wouldn't be the same, would it? Um, yeah. The other thing was you got a bit of an old face. We did ask oh, you yeah. this a bit earlier on. Um, John Joe Shelby said, uh, you know, I want to keep playing for Newcastle, but I'm not getting any younger. I'm 30 and I look about 40. And we thought, well, don't be so hard on yourself. But um, some people just have a bit of an old yeah, face and it might it might lead them into to other things. You might think it might be good or it might be bad for you. I don't know, but you can tell us Do you think story. you stay that way, Paul? If you've always looked like that, you just, yeah. you, you, as you get older, you look like Benjamin Button, you go backwards, you know. Do you, yeah. you just start like, oh, you look well, mate. Oh, well, I've always looked like this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other one is Lauren Hemp, the fine England player. Oh, yeah. um, she's been talking about how the players have been relaxing. Okay. She says, I'm quite enjoying the Lego. She does the Lego. Okay. It's for kids. Well, not. it's not, is it? Because I've, I've, I've had a bunch of Lego sent in, have they? No, well, I take it they've been helped out by the good people at Lego to keep them busy. But she said, um, I love the Lego. I'm always doing that in my room just to keep occupied because sometimes I don't like sitting there watching TV. Cracking on with things. I enjoy playing table tennis as well. Yeah. She said, uh, is she building a Lego version of Wembley Stadium, she was asked. She said, no. Um, I'm building a typewriter. A bit random, but it was the first one I saw. Oh. And I went and check this out it's 162 pounds to buy okay but it's fantastic i mean it looks like a real typewriter it is expensive I mean, Lego, yeah when you when, but it's, like if, you, if your kid says oh i want the millennium falcon for christmas you know you're not you're not getting out it's of it unlikely cheap. they're 30 and 20 second like 27 i'd be a bit worried if they if that's <laughs> they what might they do, ask Paul, for. might be back into it yeah but look at this charlie yeah. it's a beautiful thing look at it the lego typewriter old school typewriter is it? you would not it is it's does a it pro- work and um does it work i don't think it for works 160 quid I, I, think the, to work. I think the keys clack, but there is no uh, there is no oh. ribbon or anything. I don't think it's a working typewriter. Oh, okay. But there was a lovely description of it. They basically say, more than once in the description, they say, you know, teach young people what a typewriter looked like because they wouldn't know. It's oh, a very yeah. good point. But yeah, 162 quid, it will set you back. Um, but I was, obviously I was the England girls have got them for free. I was saying about the, the, the women's team earlier, and how exciting it was. I'm absolutely loving it, actually. Mm. While I put my daughter to bed in this hot weather, yeah. I'll lie next to her and I'll have the uh, the football t- the football on while she's going she, to sleep. Right, it's, okay. It's, it kicks off at eight. Good reader of story, it's mate. Very, Super oh, dad. Watch this. <laughs> watch watch the telly. Watch the, no, Dad, no, 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 she's falling asleep. I'm watching the, Dad, the Euros. story. Watch the telly. <laughs> That's what it's like. Yeah. Uh, but I said to you, you know some women, Paul. Do they have nicknames? <laughs> you know some women. <laughs> Do they have nicknames? I'm Charles Aznavour. <laughs> That's one for the teenagers. Yeah, um, Do you know what I mean? Do they, like Mary Earps, is she known as Wyatt in the dressing room? Well, look, we're going to ask... Uh, I, I imagine they'll go down Hempo, Hempsey, for example. With you Lauren. reckon? They'll go down the room one with it. They'll, they'll go down the familiar routes that, that all football nicknames. I don't think there'll be any more 
um, uh, difficult to grasp. I think we could probably guess many of them. Although okay. we'll ask Faye later. Yeah, we'll ask Faye. Faye might know. Faye Crothers is yeah, joining sure. us. She would have heard some. Maybe some of them have got those. Um, Demi Stokes, Ben. You know, she might be known as Ben. It probably no. wouldn't take too kindly to that, no. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't Why think not? So. Benji. Uh, okay, well, we'll find out, Charlie. We'll find out a little bit later. Surely, uh, Mark Fillmore says Mark Wood's autobiography should be called "Would I Lie to You?" Oh, you know what? You should have put that to him. It's, I think it's it's probably uh, a better title. Certainly better than the one that Charlie was desperate to come up with, <laughs> which I think we can all guess. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Breaking news, Lego typewriter has a ribbon and does work, wow. one of the listeners told. That's fantastic. Now, now I'm interested. It doesn't make that clear in the description I read, but um, thank you very much, whoever you were. You didn't put your name on it, but thank you for letting us know. Um, anyway, it's always interesting when you unearth a story from the world of football you never knew. Yes. And this is the case with uh, Manchester Corinthians uh, Football Club. It was a, a women's football team back in the day when the game was outlawed, but that didn't stop the Corinthians travelling the world sometimes in the company of former City goalkeeper Bert Troutman mm. who acted as their translator playing in front of crowds of 60,000 at a time when women in this country weren't even allowed to play football courtesy of our own FA uh, hard to believe I know and it's about time they got a bit of um, recognition Dr Gary James the football historian and uh, he wants that to happen and he joins us now uh, Gary good afternoon Oh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Gary. It's, yeah, you've set up the Friends of Fog Lane Park where the team played, and I've just given you a kind of pocket uh, history of, of the Corinthians, but they were real pioneers in, in women's football at a time, as we say, when, when officially women weren't allowed to play football. Yeah, absolutely. I think probably a lot of people have heard about Dicker's ladies that mm. played in the 20s and 30s and so on, and they sort of kept the game alive to some extent. But then once we got into the sort of post-World War II era... It was nearly the Corinthians that then really put the game forward and, and sort of took us from that sort of period of it being banned right way through until the ban being lifted. And they were an incredible team, really. And, you know, they, they were set up in 1949 by a guy called Percy Ashley. And what Percy wanted to do was really pull together the, the best female footballers that you could find in, in the sort of great Manchester area um, and develop them into a, a strong unit and tour the world and promote 
women, promote football, promote Manchester and England, and, and I think he did an excellent job. So we, we're keen to to recognise what the Crimfins did, really. Yet it started off, uh, from what I've read, because he wanted his daughter, Doris, to play football. Mm-hmm. So often a lot of football clubs start, don't they, Sunday teams or football clubs start <laughs> yeah. when some, a dad wants their kids to play. Yeah. Uh, there was a lovely little fact I read as well, that the facilities at Fog Lane Park in Didsbury were pretty basic to the point where the girls post-match were going to have a bath in the nearby duck pond. Is that true? Well, I've, I've got Margaret Whitworth here, actually, Ooh, who's, oh, who's one of the players from... So she started playing in the 50s as a, as a teenage girl, didn't you, Margaret? Yeah, and, yeah. And so Margaret can tell you all about wow. the, the duck Mar- pond and the bucket. Yeah, Margaret, good afternoon. Is this true, then? You used, you used to go and have a bath in the duck pond after training? Well, we had to, not actually a bath, a wash, yeah. <laughs> but we had to break the ice first when it was in the winter. Wow, but, um, And it was either that or going home, actually, filthy birthday. So, um yeah, it was all the fun of the game. I mean, it didn't bother us at the end of the day, but um, that's just the way things were in yeah. those days. You were, you were about, I think you were about 12, 13, I understand, when you joined the team in the 50s. What, yeah, what, did, your, what did your folks, what did your family make of it when you said, I'm, I'm, I'm joining the local football team? Um, well, my family are all football fans anyway, so uh, my father wasn't. My father hadn't a clue about football. Uh, but that didn't bother him. He, he supported me just like everybody else in the family did. So um, I was quite happy about that. And that's all I really wanted to do. Yeah. You just wanted to play football, I didn't you? I just wanted to play football. I couldn't wait the Saturday, Sundays to come uh, so we could go and play. And uh, that's how our lives were in those days. It was just something that we all loved doing. Yeah. And um, it just escalates from there. Then we went. Obviously, we went on tours, and um, it was just unbelievable. Had fantastic days. Yeah, you, you mentioned the tours. You toured South America. I've, I've been told to ask you that you were that you were a big hit with the fans, Margaret. And yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, one particular fan. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, the fans were amazing. Everywhere we went, there were thousands following you, wanting autographs. Um, I mean, you're talking 50 or 60,000 in some of the big stadiums there because wow. we played in all the best stadiums in, in Venezuela uh, and all over. So, you know, we weren't banned from there. So we just mm. enjoyed everything we did because you couldn't play in England in them stadiums. So it was just amazing. Absolutely. Incredible, isn't it? You go to South America or the West Indies where the girls went and you get mobbed by fans. One particular fan, though, we understand, Margaret, you had a marriage proposal while you were over there. Yes, I was only 14. I thought it was oh, a bit Oh, blimey. Young, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit much. Yes, I thought, no, it's a bit odd that at 14. Yeah. Wow, but, but what a great life experience you had. But it's really sad that while you were able to do that, while in this country you weren't really officially calling it the FAL out to kick a football. It's, uh, and I said Bert Troutman uh, toured with you on a tour to Germany and acted as translator, didn't he? Well, he did. Uh, I wasn't, I'd only just joined then, just after they came back from um, Portugal and Germany. Mm. Um, so I didn't really know anything about it until actually I joined the club, uh, was in sort of 58. So they'd already been to Portugal and Germany then. And um, and obviously I wasn't actually on the tour with them then, obviously because it's only about 12. Yeah. But um, after that, yes, obviously I went to South America and uh, went to Tunisia and Italy and 
um, France. So, yeah. How did you raise all the funds, Margaret? How did the club raise the funds? To, uh... Well, we did. We had a, a chap who was a, a Portuguese chap uh, who knew our manager and he was like an agent to us. Right. So he used to organise the tours. He used to go on ahead, organise everything because we played for the Red Cross in South America. Mm-hmm. And um, he put the ground, the place we stayed in. Then we had the, the map. So it was about 60,000 people. So at the end of the, the games, we went to the Red Cross, took checks for about £12,000, which was a lot of money in them days. Mm. Uh, so, yes, and it was so successful. Um, we should have only really gone for six weeks, but it was that successful. They wanted to save three months. Goodness so me. it just uh, escalated from there. And yeah. some, of the women, some of the women had to sort of give up jobs. Oh, women. well, they lost the jobs when they came back. Some of them, they, you know, they, they sort of couldn't keep the jobs open. Fortunately, I was at school, so it didn't really matter. I'd got permission for the education. Um, but uh, not for three months. I, I got it for six weeks. So it was just one of them things that happened. Well, you can't hear those, those life experiences. Now, look, more people Amazing. should definitely know this story, Gary, and that's why you've set up the Friends of uh, Fog Lane yeah. Park to to raise some money so they're, they're you know... The story can be told. Yeah, yeah, the story can be told. Tributes to, the, to the, uh, the pioneers. So tell us how people can help. Yeah, a just giving page that's been set up. So we work with the Friends of Fog Lane who actually run the, the sort of park and the, the charitable aspect, aspect of that. Um, and we've been pushing for a plaque, a plaque for some time, really, to try and get this recognised. So if people look and just give in, do a search on Manchester Corinthians and, and they'll find it. Um, but for me, it's this, it's this incredible story, isn't it, that you've got these women who they're working or they're at school and then they go off and do something remarkable in South America in playing in front of huge crowds into the president's palace in, New- in Venezuela and all these sorts of things. And then they come back and it's back to normality. Yeah. Right? Mm. Back to the day job. It's back to wondering, you know, can we kick a ball because the FA say we can. So it's, it's remarkable. I'd, I'd love everyone to, to know more about mm. Corinthians and to listen to people like Margaret. You know, it's fantastic. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, just, I'm, I'm, in the, in the uh, National Football Museum up your way, is there, is there a sort of tribute to the team? I mean, it, has, has anything been done with, with them? This is the sort of story they would love, I'm sure, Gary. We've, we've done some talks for the National Football <coughs> Museum mm. and Margaret Shepherd, who, who, who's one of the Corinthians as well from that sort of era, um, has loaned some of her shirts there and ones on display um, so there are things like that but it's really getting this sort of permanent recognition and the yeah. only way to do that is by having a, a, a footballing plaque you know Manchester's got plaques to City to United and, and so on but nothing to women's football um, yeah. and, in, and you know if you think about Britain in, in total there's very few tributes to women's football at all and the Manchester Corinthians did so much for so many years raising a lot of money for charity I think the, the calculations were something like £80,000 in, in the money back in the 60s, you know, not, not even taking into account uh, inflation so on, um, for Red Cross and for other charities. So they've done a lot for other people, if you like, and I think it's time we did a lot for them. I totally agree. It's a, it's a fantastic story. Gary, thank you. Margaret, lovely to talk to you. Thanks for thank sharing you. your memories. Thanks so much. Thank okay, you. cheers, thank uh, you. Dr. Gary James, football story, Margaret Whitworth, a former Manchester Corinthians. What, see, these are, you don't even know anything about the club. In the 50s, <clears throat> you know, these women going, being huge yeah. stars, playing football, then coming back to sort of normality and well, being not, told I mean, they can't play exactly. anymore. I think but we can get a chance, but Margaret situation. played after the game they were allowed yeah. to play a game, but still, they must have been, they must have been quite bitter, I would have thought. We have you. people come in sometimes who do some... <laughs> 
plays and shows about things like this. And yeah. there's someone should write that. Oh, cool. it. Not feels, me. I'm feels not, like not going to do it. Feels like a movie to me. Yeah. What a great story. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport, where uh, in the final hour of the show we will be finding out how some of the first floodlights ever in football in this country were used to hunt the Loch Ness monster. Lovely. See, that's the stuff they want. You were telling me you've been swimming in Loch Ness. Oh, hell yeah. It was yeah. cold. A bit chilly, was it, Paul? Oh, man. Still recovering. It was towards the end of May, so you'd think, and, and they'd been oh, cracking yeah. the flags all week. We had sensational... Honestly, as Andy's often said when he went up to Scotland, if the weather was like that all the time, you'd never leave the no, country. Yeah. You'd never... The beaches are amazing. And the midges and all that, when the midges turn Oh, yeah, this was pre-midges. That, a nightmare, was, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. pre-midges. Um, no, I saw a shark. They're once. not like in this hot weather, apparently. Someone was telling me up that way oh. that the midges are, the, the very hot weather's doing for the midges. Oh, I, God, I mean, that's like, what you want. They were just up north uh, recently, uh, all the way up north of Scotland. But anyway, yes. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I did swim in it. And um, I, how can I delicately. It, it, you used to sound like Bob Bubka. It took a while for and everything. And now you've to, got a higher voice. It, it took it, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Communard songbook came quite easy to me as I left, <laughs> as I left the water. But anyway, we'll be chatting about that lovely place in Venice. Ever been? Nice place. I've been yeah, to. Uh, I've been to Mull. Been to oh, Mull. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we are. Uh, we'll talk um, to Faye Crothers. We'll hear a bit more from Serena Vigman. A chat with uh, Sam Matterface earlier on ahead of the game. You'll hear live on Talksport tomorrow evening. England versus Spain. I fancy us. I must be honest. Oh, I think we'll win five or six nil. Oh no, I don't know about that. We will, Paul. You, you, okay. We will. Off. Well, you got it right last time. We're going to absolutely smash in teams. Oh, do you want right to know right? how the? Um, Premier League season works out. Um, okay, I wrote, I wrote it down earlier on. I'll give you the top six, shall I? Okay, yeah, good. The top six. Charlie Baker's top six. Man, Man City win it, obviously. Yeah. Then it's Chelsea, then Spurs. Chelsea yeah. second. Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool, Arsenal, Man United. That's the that's that's how it goes. Why? Pointless well, ba- playing it based on what? Just vibe. <laughs> this guy, isn't it? Yeah. Just general vibe. That would be great because I mean, just general pre-season vibe. That's like, a good hour. Feeling. That's a good hour of most talk sport yeah. shows. Somebody would disseminate that and pick it apart because you'd try and, much like Adrian or someone, you'd try and stay in your corner for all those picks and you'd defend them with your life. Whereas I just say to you, why have you gone with that order in particular? You just say, oh, just vibe, just general vibe. So what happens next? I've got know another fifty-five next. minutes I to fill. I don't know how they do those shows, Paul. Yeah, I don't know how they fill the next hour with that. Whoa, Ooh, you're because, an, you're an idiot. Because they that. have they have cogent arguments. Okay, um, in their eyes, I think for that... for why they would make those choices. They don't just say, I don't know, just <laughs> just a vibe, on, just a feeling I get. Well, when it turns out to be that, and they'll play this back, and you go, the vibe was right. You're just trying to get on Andy's good side by saying Chelsea are going to be second. Oh, they'll be second. They've made some great signings. Raheem Sterling's a great signing. Fantastic. We mentioned earlier on Lauren Hemp, the England player, has been doing Lego. And she made the Lego typewriter. We've oh, also yeah. discovered the Lego typewriter is a working typewriter. Yeah, good, it costs it? 162 quid, but it's a, it's a thing of beauty. It's mm. lovely. Um, apparently, Craig from Leeds says you can also get the Lego grand piano. He says that's 320 quid. Oof. If that's a working grand piano, <laughs> how big is it? <laughs> it can't be. Can't oh, that un- under the tree at Christmas. Lego strings on a piano, it doesn't really work, does it? I mean, yeah, it's yeah. never, never going to be able to do that. 
Um, anyway, but Lego, thing, thing, it, Lego is far more sophisticated than I ever thought. It hurts when you tread on a bit, though, Charlie, oh, doesn't it? Who wants Imagine that? if we don't want Lauren Hemp missing tomorrow night because he's trodden a bit of Lego. <laughs> That'd be so <laughs> bad, be wouldn't good, it? Good injury to add to it, isn't it? it you've got to be, you've got to be, be so nice. careful. They'll, be, sent, they'll be sending her hundreds of Lego now. Now she's yeah. talked about it. Yeah, Old Hempo. Yeah, well, we don't know. We're going to talk nicknames uh, yeah. a little bit later on. I had a new boss. After a couple of weeks, he invited me in for a chat. Told me he'd been watching me, and it was plain I'd already checked out with one foot out the door. This from Greg. I was yeah, six. going to say to you, don't read the end. You can read no. that up to the last sentence of this. Message. I was thirty-six anyway. Twenty years later, I'm still here, and I retire on Friday. And the other guy got sacked for reasons we won't go into. No, we won't go into Thank into you, it. Greg. No, but there we are for sharing that with the class. There we are. Um, whilst on the M4 this morning, I was listening to TalkSport and uh, they were discussing the uh, the uh, of outlawing heading. Oh, yes. Good idea, um, I think. Thought to myself, does this mean will we see more bicycle kicks? Well, they're quite hard to pull off, Lee. Yeah, he was nice asked though, that question. Um, uh, well, maybe. You might see one or two X, but they're not outlawing heading. It's a trial at the moment. And I think it's a very good idea. How it works. It's a very good Kevin idea. Hatchard, who we chatted to yesterday, his daughter plays, um, and he said she's 12. And he said she very rarely heads the ball. In all the, uh, the when they're playing, often sort of um, seven aside, small group football like that, yeah. with the smaller goals. Often there's never real need any real need to head the ball. And he was saying no. their technique on the floor will improve. He, he doesn't really see a problem with it. Uh, well, oh, yes, the, the way I see a future for it is you're only allowed to head it in the box. Either way, mm. if you're only allowed to head it in the box. Your lad Stanley's got sixteen. He's a goalkeeper. He's, isn't he's he? a goalkeeper. Yeah, he's sixteen. Yeah, yeah. He's 15, fifteen. Fifteen. So I mean, yeah. they're you know. playing a lot, but it's always that thing. You know, badge of honour. Oh, good header, bang, douche. Yeah. And you think what is that? Is that doing do you, to you them, see you that know? when you go and watch him play? Oh, all still the time. Head yeah. on a stick, centre half. Yeah, it's sort of fine now because they're like big young men now. You know, yeah, but, but when they were eleven, you know, well, tiny, these tiny little lads. Well, I mean, I think ultimately, as it as it's as it's proving, as we hear these stories, there is there is a real concern, isn't there? A lot of players in in a lot of sports. Very concerned for their futures. Anyway, you know, your uh, your how good was your, how was your holiday? Oh yeah, beer was only two pound a pint. Well, that's why that's people your, often yeah people and say have a good holiday. Theory. Yeah, it's fantastic. One eighty a pint. That's how they judge their holiday. Yeah. It just it's back in the paper. Uh, Norway is eight pound twenty for a pint. Wow, uh, as Europe's dear. See, that's the way you'd say. Where'd you go on holiday? Oh, I went Oslo. Do you have a good time? Oh, I was great, but it's eight pound twenty a pint. Yeah, Blimey. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Turkey. Turkey, one pound forty-eight. Oh, so there we are. Have see. a good holiday. Yeah, it's cracking. One pound forty a pint. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? There we are. That's the little update on that for you, Paul. I know you like to look at that. Um, <laughs> Guy, Guy Pierce and Jason Donovan. Yeah, they're out drinking together in how Turkey. Do you, how, how do you know about them? Um, what would you say about Guy um, Pierce and neighbors, Jason Donovan? Both yeah. in neighbours. And what were they called in neighbours? Um, it was Kylie and Jason, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? And they uh, were, what were their names of the characters? Yeah. Were they Kylie and Jason? They, they were Scott and Charlene, weren't they? Scott and Charlene, Scott and yeah, Charlene. Yeah, sorry. I Scott and Mike, they were, of course. Oh, Mike. God, yeah. And they still call each other it. Well, After all these years, they still... Names. Whenever they speak to each other, which I don't know how regularly that is. Yeah. is you know. You've worked with Jason, haven't you? I, I have worked with Jason, yes, yeah. Paul, and that's, and that's as far as we'll go with that yeah. conversation. <laughs> okay. Shall we, shall we'll we draw that, the line there? We'll leave that be your showbiz memoir. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker, uh, here on Talk Sports, and uh, we're going we're to talk to Al Murray now. Oh, uh, the pub landlord is uh, up at the Edinburgh Festival. Beautiful. They like to say he's up to a lot of other stuff as well. We have Ways Fest. Uh, good afternoon, Al. Hey, Al. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. Um, I've just had a shower. Oh, oh. tremendous! <laughs> From the first of many I, today. Yeah, exactly. I thought before, before I come on talk sport, I need to, I need to, need to um, uh, have uh, at least showered because I was, I, I was, 
I was a filthy mess of sweat <laughs> oh. 10 minutes ago, and that's the last thing you need to be talking to. Right? No, like, indeed. Oh, doesn't yeah. stop half the presenters here, but, you know, you're fine. <laughs> no, that, fine. That, that is very I'm Trying true. to raise the standard around yeah. here. <laughs> so so you're, back up, you're back up to the festival now with Gig for Victory. Yes. Yeah. Um. Basically, I... Um, I, I, I really missed going there. Obviously, I'm not going to do a like, oh, the things we all missed out on in the last two years. Because, mm. you know, uh, uh, tell it to the Marines, everyone did. Um, <laughs> but I am a show-off and uh, uh, by trade and inclination. And um, uh, I really, really love going to the Edinburgh Fringe. I love everything about it. I love the city. Um, it's probably, if, strangely, it's probably the place I've lived longest other than London. When I when I tot yeah. it all up, mm. and my eldest daughter was born there back in '99, I just feel so so connected to the place, man, that I had to felt I had to go, and so we're doing the last kind of week, and it's the mm. pub landlord setting the world to rights, spilling beer on the front row. So you know, business as usual in that respect. <laughs> how many how many have you done, Al? How many? What number is this? I well, you know what? Um, I first went in 1988 with a student show. And then, so I went in 88, 89, didn't go in 90, went in 91, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine. So I'd done 10 before the end of the 90s. Mm. And then I think I've done probably 12 or 15 since, but I'm not sure because I stopped going for a bit. Yeah, that's a lot. How did it, I mean, it's, 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 isn't it? It, it, it came about, you were working with, with Harry Hill on a show. That was the thing on a birth yeah. of the land. Pub International, wasn't it? Isn't that? Pub International. Yeah, yeah, Pub International. Yeah, with, 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 uh, with, with Harry. And uh, we, because back then it was, it was, you know, that, that whole thing you think, I, I've got to go to the fringe and I've got to put a show on and I, I got to, I got to get everyone's attention and, and all this sort of stuff. Whereas now I'm going like some sort of like desiccated old lag going, <laughs> I, I grew, I grew up around here and it's all changed. Um, uh, um, but no, I mean, uh, yeah, that's where the pub landlord first came to came to came to sort of uh, existence was in a was in a show in a bar in Edinburgh, and and we said that the barman had offered to fill in because the um, uh, the comp air had failed to turn up, yeah. and that was the that was the very first time um, I did that and doing and that was doing music with Harry as well, which um, uh, Charlie would, would be able to tell you all about, um, and. Uh, where we had a little band and I played in the played the drums in the band and we all did sketches and bits and pieces oh, and yeah. Pub Landlord came out of that and I had to cut my set day two I cut all my hair off. Oh right, I'm never sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's sort of self generating, isn't it? You're able to continue yeah. doing the character and freshen it up all the time because there's so much going on in the world that he'll have an opinion on, of course, and indeed in the world of uh, being a publican. Well, yeah, I mean the the thing <clears> is, is because he because all the I mean. the the character's got his sort of approach to things, but all he really is is a bloke stood in a bar, like mm. saying, "Whoa, what's happened this week?" Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. so like it is. I mean, I'm quite, you know, it's the luck of the draw that it turned. I turned out to be so open ended. Mm. I mean, I like it was a stopgap for the next five minutes, and I've been doing it nearly thirty years. So you know, <laughs> what yeah. Not, I'm not going to delve too deep, but well, if I figure out how it works, it might all fall apart. That's the other problem. <laughs> now, you've also got We Have Ways Fest, haven't you? Yes. Uh, coming yes. up at uh, the Black Pit Brewery, Silverson, off about your uh, fine podcast that you yes. co-host. It's a Second World War festival. Yes. Um, uh, not that we're celebrating the thing, but um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, uh, we, with the last... I mean, during the last couple of years, the the, the the listenership has grown and turned into this big sort of a fantastic kind of family of people. And we've gathered a load of really, really interesting speakers and historians and people like that who are coming to talk. So we've got we've got talks from all sorts of people. So we've Maurice Blick, who uh, is a Holocaust survivor, 
We've Max Hastings to talk to us about uh, Churchill. Um, we've Katrin Himmler, who's Heinrich Himmler's great niece, who's talking about the legacy of wow, that in German, in her life and in German history. Yeah. Um, uh, historians from uh, from every single sort of corner of the of the subject, the Second World War subject, and people from all over the world. And also, we've got a lot of olive drab vehicles in a field oh, that will drive yeah. around and go bang. So um, if that's <clears throat> you've, we've got both ends of the kind of spectrum there. So if your thing is tanks, we've got tanks. And if your thing's talks, we've got talks. And there's a beer tent sort of halfway between the two, um, uh, which this weekend I think might be um, uh, quite a good thing. I thought of you earlier on. Somebody posted out a picture talking about the heat and how you dress for the heat, and everybody's wandering around in shirts and uh, shorts and yeah. t-shirts. And it was Monty in the desert, yeah. and not only with the full dress uniform on, but with a jumper <laughs> yeah. underneath it as well. With a jumper, jumper, <laughs> and his, and his uh, heavy set cord. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I mean, I think I think that was as much about keeping the sun off and the flies out as yeah. as uh, as anything else. But yeah, I mean. They had a very different attitude to uh, yeah. if you if you were sunburnt, you got in real trouble. If you got sunburnt, you got in trouble. Yeah. You, that was like a seen as a self-inflicted injury. But um, uh, they were different and they were different about hydration. They didn't sort of didn't believe in it. You had to just make do. They didn't <laughs> drink gallons of water, and that sort of stuff. It's all quite different. Mm. What, what I like about the what I like about the podcast, I've listened to it now and again um, yeah, and a uh, bit of a fan. And uh, it doesn't blink. You know, there's nothing no. you don't back out of. You will, you will talk about all of it. You will see yeah. humour in awful mm. situations, and you will yeah. find the serious point in 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 terrible situations, and and the goodness from it as well. Well, thank you. That's that that that's. I've um, never written that on, mean, on on the review, so I probably should no, do that. No, yeah. Five maybe, stars. Maybe you could, maybe you could do that. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the thing is, we have found. I mean, the thing is, I, I went into this thinking, oh, I know a fair bit about this, and now I realise I know a vanishingly tiny amount. But 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 the, there's everything in it. So last night we recorded um, we recorded a podcast that's coming up soon about what what happened to wine in the Second World War. Mm. So um, when the all these uh, great vineyards and restaurants hiding their wine from the Germans mm. um, when they arrived, and Stalin export um, when um, when the Germans were coming, he moved all of the wine out of his out of. Uh, uh, it, the palace in uh, Crimea, where he, where they ended up having the Yalta conference in the end, they moved, they moved like four hundred thousand bottles of wine out of there to get to get the wine away from the Germans. And there's an amazing story about an Italian vi- vineyard where, in 1945, the Germans are retreating and they think they're going to get looted. So what they do is they send a bunch of lads out with the 1928, which is their best year, and they send them out with seven thousand bottles of the 1928 to go hide the wine. So they go up a mountain, they find a farmhouse, they hide the wine, and then all the men involved in that are killed and the wine disappears. Oh, wow. Well, and, and in 1987, someone's restoring this farmhouse. They knock through a partition wall, 7,000 bottles of the 1928. Oh, no way. Uh, at least that's how many the builder said he found. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that just an estimate, was it? Sounds like yeah, exactly. a possible remake <laughs> of the train, couldn't it? The old Burt Lancaster film where the yeah, Germans exactly. are trying to take yeah, yeah. the wine out of and then Burt <laughs> exactly. stopping them. That would be great. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But but this is, so there's all these different, you know, there's all these different other stories and, and fascinating things. And then a big thing we're really big on as well is, is people's family stories. So the stuff that happened to them. And one of the features we're doing um, at the festival on Friday night is we're doing a, a, like a, like a sort of anthology of people's family stories. And they're getting up and reading them. So, you know, we've yeah, got oh, someone, someone whose dad, um, uh, someone's, it's a woman who's come from America who's going to tell us about her dad who was a Jewish soldier in, the, in, in, the, in a Jewish GI and how he wore his yarmulke under his helmet the whole time. And all this, these amazing family mm. stories and people who were displaced all over Europe and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we, we like it because it's a, a big bottomless pit of a subject. 
Not Second World War, but we read today that uh, English Heritage has, has recruited its first female pirate. And uh, yeah, she's only 18 and she's going to take on piracy duties uh, at many of the English heritage sites. Mm, nice. So I, I, I decided, I thought, women pirates, was that a thing? Did you have, and I've read, I'll tell you, I've been reading about a couple today yes. and it's, and it's, it will definitely make a fantastic, and if Sir Anne Jones's agent is listening, this is <laughs> Mary Reed and Anne Bonney, who were two, oh women, my God, yeah, yeah, two women pirates who worked on Calico Jack's ship and he had an affair yeah. with both of them, impregnated both of oh, them. Oh yeah. And what a, yeah. what a pop. Boiler, that would be on BBC who, who, One at nine o'clock on a Sunday. Who wouldn't want to get off with a female pirate? Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> calm down, Charlie. But <laughs> dream uh, come true, innit? But you know, there was a, there was a rich seam of uh, of women pirates uh, over the years. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, if you are, I mean, if you're called Calico Jack, then you've got to. I mean, yeah. if, and if there are. You're the captain, and they're. I don't know. It's quite the sexual politics isn't very up to date, is it? No, I wouldn't think no. so. No, I mean, <laughs> and I think why, basically both. I think both women had to pretend to be boys to get on the ship in the first yeah, place. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, 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 they were yeah, found out. Yeah. Anyway, we. Um, uh, what else? Was yeah, that's a, a, yeah. So we'll look out for her. She's only well, eighteen. Piracy would have been a lot more popular, Paul. But they banned it, of course, didn't they? They, they, they banned they, it for women. Yeah, they banned kill it. Joyce. It, it, you know, kill Joyce. You didn't get your pirate. Terrible, wasn't it? It's like football. Yeah, the FA, the pirate, the PA. They banned it for years and years. Um, you you're still following the Formula One, Algie? Does that still wet your whistle or not? No, it's been cricket for me. Cricket, oh, I'm good. Oh. This summer, what an amazing summer of cricket. And um, because as we all know, um, you know, English English cricket had been given the last rights, hadn't it? It was yeah. over, it was yeah. finished. Test cricket was dead. And then suddenly they've, I mean, it's been the most amazing. These, these, these tests, these <clears throat> fourth innings chases have been the most extraordinary business, haven't they? And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously every year someone goes, well, who would dare say test cricket's boring? And then what they have to do is like, Use a sort of some sort of grim draw as evidence of the fact it's nail biting. Yeah. This has been, this has been. Ex- I mean, Johnny Bairstow. There should be a giant gold statue of Johnny Bairstow on every high street. <laughs> that, that might feel a bit much. It's normally you normally have to throw an American in that yeah. conversation. <laughs> so I was talking about five days and you don't get a result. Oh, shut yeah, up, yeah, mate. Exactly. Shut yeah. Mate. <laughs> so Al, well, where where can we see you in action? Where's the venue? In, I'm, so in, I'm at Assembly George Square in Edinburgh in one of the in one of the sort of speaker tent tents, things, lovely, sort of yeah. carny tent things. Um, from the 22nd to the 29th, um, uh, mo- uh, and the Mondays is the Monday the 22nd to 29th. I'm doing two shows as well, but there we're at sort of on at eight o'clock prime time Edinburgh Festival prime time. So um, and I'm basically I, I I can't wait. I sort of had terrible terrible um fear last year that the fringe was never coming back, that live stand up was never coming back. So it's it's amazing that it is really. And enjoy yeah. uh, We Have Waste Fest this weekend. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah, and we'll catch up with you soon. Now, all the best. Yeah, yeah. take it easy, boys. Take Cheers, care. That's uh, Al Murray there, the pub landlord. You catch him up in Edinburgh. Always a, a good he's, night out. Very he's funny show. insanely good. Yeah. At, uh, he's brilliant, comic, yeah. obviously, but he's insanely good at chatting to the audience and chatting mm. to about <clears throat> 15 people in the audience yeah. and remembering their names, who they are, what they do, absolutely every single thing about them throughout the whole evening. So yeah. he, can, he goes back, you know, just brilliant at it all night, just constantly going back. I, to I work with our on um, his audience with the pub landlord and uh, clearly they, they sort of railroad. A lot of celebrities were there because they liked the character. Yeah. But some had clearly, the agent had said, "It's get your face out there, yeah. love. It's ITV. <laughs> yeah. It's nine o'clock. It's a big audience. Five, six million people. Get your face on there. Just be in the audience. It's be good for your profile. And they had, they decided to sit in the front row. As Al says, he comes around with a pint and there's beer yeah. going everywhere. <laughs> and they get picked on. Obviously, he yeah. works the crowd off and live can do like almost a half just uh, improvising but and there was a few shop f- there was a few I think Hollyoaks and Corrie stars who wondered what they'd let themselves out yeah. for without a 
they, they basically and, had a yeah. lap full of beer after about 30s. Not Lovely. what they'd signed up for. No, no. Brilliant. So, we move on. Uh, floodlights, uh, the early floodlights in the world of football used to hunt the Loch Ness Monster. You, you could not call it eclectic, like this it. show, really, could you? <laughs> it might not be any good, but it's certainly eclectic. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So there you are, that's this afternoon's show. Smashing. Charlie, have a lovely holiday. Thank you so much, Paul. You're First in re- two and a half years. Oh, wow. You put Imagine the hours that. in. You'll be back, what, next... Next Tuesday. Next a week, Tuesday. A week today. Okay, fantastic. Looking forward to that. Um, Max will be with me on Thursday. Uh, but Andy will be here tomorrow as we build up to that uh, quarterfinal or the women's Euros and lots more besides. Do have a fine evening. If you can join us at one tomorrow, great. If not, the podcast will be available as always at around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.